What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hello, Meg. Hey, what have you been watching? Well, first of all, happy... Are we doing... What have we been watching for this? I thought we would. I'm fine doing that. I just didn't know because sometimes on like the special bonus feed, we don't do that. Okay, so we're actually... This is going to be the main feed and then we're going to do True Detective on the bonus feed. Look at us having a business meeting live. On air. So watch out for True Detective episodes one and two on the bonus feed later this week. Because someone couldn't log into HBO to watch them last night before recording. Here's what happened. I am so frustrated. So about every like three months, suddenly my TV is like, I've never heard of you. Mm. Enter all of your passwords Mm -hmm. for all hundred apps that Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. and whatever associated email account. And I never know what because some of them are like one of Skylar's emails. Some of them are one of mine and whatever. And the HBO one is the most frustrating because... I guess it's linked to Skylar's parents' Xfinity account. Sure. And so, like, they have to, like, be on the phone ready to, like, click the things with you. And so that was what happened to me last night is we spent a bunch of time trying to get into our Skylar's parents' HBO account and it did not work. And so and I was like very scared to text you and tell you that I couldn't watch the thing. You thought I would, what, demote you? (laughs) I do Pay not. You less. I cannot afford to get demoted. <laughs> I cannot afford to get demoted. Um, okay, so Skylar has started watching because I apparently live with a ten-year-old boy, Percy Jackson. Oh, did he read the book? Yes. Did he like the book? Apparently, this was like a part of his childhood. Yeah, I, they were popular. We're, I had never heard of this before. Yeah, because we uh, we weren't children when your husband was children. Not to uh, mm-hmm. not to yeah. shame you, but. He's five years younger cradle than me. Robert. It's not that much. I've got a cradle five, robber here. Five years, Meg. I know, but five years in like terms of the media you consumed as a child is a big gap. He, he and I have been having this conversation lately because he feels like I, he doesn't consider me a millennial. And I'm like, I'm squarely a millennial. What is he, does he think you're Gen X? Yeah, he's like, you're more Gen X. And I do think you have more of a Gen X vibe than millennial. That's probably true, but and I think it's because you have older siblings. But it's it's not it's not specific to me. He thinks people my age he considers more Gen X, because sure. he, he's like he's like no Eli. I grew up with the internet. I had social media as a child. You didn't have social media until you were deep into college. And he's like, those are different life experiences. Deep into college? Yeah, I was. Uh, Two thousand five was when I got my Facebook account, and that was. Um, I was halfway through college. Oh, it was okay. after my mission. Sure. Um, so he, yeah, he's like, you're not a millennial. He's like, I'm a millennial, but you're not a millennial. I'm like, we're five years apart. We're the same generation. Anyway, it's very upsetting. I just don't think elder millennials get the respect they deserve, if we're being honest. Yeah, every every generation, every part of every generation thinks they don't get the respect they deserve. It's right. the one thing that I'm unites like, us all. It's the thing I hold on to. Victimhood. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Percy Jackson... It's definitely not for me. Sure. It's it's very like Disney what, sorry, kid what's vibes. What's the actual title? 
Percy Jackson and the Sorcerer's Stone. No. Uh it it has the look and sound of like Stranger Things, which is like I'm aged out of. Is it Percy Jackson and the Olympians? I don't know. All right. Keep talking. Um which by the way, okay, so I'm starting to watch series with a different set of eyes because I recently had a conversation with an actress who's like had decent success. She's been like had parts in a few different like series that have done pretty well. She's not she's not famous, but she's like a, an actress who's been able to work. All right. Sure. So that's the that's the scene I'm setting here. And she told me um, that she has been on this one series that is a, like a really, really large production. And it's really, really stressful because there's no one person that's like really in charge. And so she's like, every episode has a different director. Oh, yeah. We're shooting multiple episodes at the same time. So she's like, within a week, I will shoot scenes for like four different episodes with four different directors who are not communicating with each other. The showrunner is like not on set. And she's like, and directors will ask me to do something that I'm like, that's completely inconsistent with what I did yesterday with the other director for this, you know. And so she's like, so I've been having to be like, I'm the the last stop, like the stop gap or whatever for the for my own character. Just be like, no, we can't do that. That won't make any sense. Yeah. And it's been kind of funny because I'm like, I wonder if that's what happened with Glee. Like, was every scene of Glee just, like, a completely different director that was not communicating with anybody? And that's why, like, characters would just, like, completely change their motivations, like, scene to scene. Did different directors direct Glee? I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I just know. feel like any Ryan Murphy project implodes. Yeah. Well, it's it, the point is, it's just making me kind of realize more and more that this is why shows probably get really inconsistent sometimes where you're like, mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. Why is, you know, and it's because in my mind, you know, I'm watching them chronologically and I'm like, but last week they did this. Why did, they, why are they pretending they didn't do that last week? And it's like, oh, because people weren't communicating with each other and this was not all shot chronologically. And one thing that's really interesting, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm just on a huge tangent. No, please. Uh, I listened to the Office Ladies podcast where they, you know, talk through every episode of The Office and, the office would they had a very consistent strict schedule they would they would film one episode per week and it they had a five day shoot so it was like monday through friday we're filming episode 15 yeah and then the next week monday through friday we're filming episode 16 and they're not obviously shooting all of the scenes within that episode chronologically but it's like one director is on set for the entire week the showrunner is there it's the same showrunner week after week and we are shooting that episode, it gets done, and then we're moving on to the next episode. And they did that very purposefully. One of the reasons was so that they could make sure they maintained consistency with the writing and the storytelling. Yeah. Which I think, like, The Office is, like, a high-quality show that did that really well. Like, mm -hmm. they did very consistent and sometimes really subtle callbacks and whatever. And I'm starting, ever since this conversation... I'm starting to notice when I watch series, like which ones feel really cohesive and which ones feel kind of sloppy. Mm -hmm. It's very fascinating. Anyway, Percy Jackson, not for me. <laughs> okay. Um, we are continuing our binge of 30 Rock. Um, that, of course, has been just delightful. I'm almost done with it. And we're going to move on to Kimmy Schmidt after this. Oh, okay. I have not done a rewatch of Kimmy Schmidt, you know, since it came out. 
Um, I really liked Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, I do think it fell apart a bit in the last couple seasons, but I'm curious to see how much I like it now because I'm liking 30 Rock a lot more than I used okay, to. Okay, yeah, report back on that because um, I remember really liking season one, liking season two, and seasons after that were unwatchable for me. So, Me too. I remember Kimmy Schmidt got to a point where it was only a joke vehicle where I was like, I don't like or care about these characters anymore, but yeah. I still think they have some funny jokes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll be cur- I'll be curious to see. I mean, I, I think Tina Fey's an interesting person. She's like somebody that everybody, everybody kind of loves to hate on Tina Fey. I feel like, like conservatives hate her, like far left people hate her. Um, she, and, and I think part of it is Tina Fey's writing, she's willing to kind of poke fun at everybody. Yeah. And so like everybody ends up in the crosshairs somewhere, but I just think she's so brilliant. Um, and did you see last week, Lauren Michaels said that like Tina Fey was somebody he was considering to take over SNL. Yeah. There's a really interesting episode of the town about it, um, where he brought on a journalist who has written a lot about Saturday Night Live and his take was someone asked him directly if Tina Fey was going to be his successor. And that's a big difference than if he had brought it up organically. Yeah, sure. And their guess is that it will be Seth Meyers. Yeah. Which I like Seth. Sure. Um, it, I think either of them would do a good job. Who knows if Lauren will ever actually retire? Yeah. He's it's, been going at this a really long well, time. 50 years? 50 years. They're coming up on the 50. That's 50 crazy. Year mark. I remember yeah. the 40 year episode. I don't, but. Yeah, that's a long you, time to be do doing Do you a watch job. SNL? No. We watched it last week with um, Jacob Elordi. Jacob Elordi, which, by the way, this is another one of these where I found out that you and I have different tastes in men. I'm sorry. If you don't think Jacob Elordi is attractive, there's something wrong. I, Go see a physician. It, no, it's, it's, not, it's not like I think he's ugly, but you think he's like extremely hot and he's not for me. Like, I, it just is not for me. All right. And SNL, so he hosted SNL last week. Skyler disagrees with me, by the way. He's on your side of this. But like every sketch of SNL that he was on was about how hot he was. And I was like, these are not working for me because like I'm looking at this man and I'm like, it's just a tall, skinny dude. Like it's just a very normal, tall, skinny dude. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seek help. <laughs> anyway, um, we we are SNL watchers. Like we will frequently watch it live. Wow. Uh, yes, and it's kind of been a stinker for like a year. Really? Yeah. I f- I feel like uh, like we were really excited. Emma Stone hosted a few weeks ago, and we were excited about that because historically she's been very good. Yeah. It the the entire episode was so boring. I just feel like the good stuff rises to the surface, and I'll see it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to put in the time to watch it because there are a lot of stinkers usually, which it's a hard show to write and produce. I get it. But mm-hmm. the good the good skits are going to be ones that I eventually see. Excuse me, sketches, not mm-hmm. skits. Sketch. They don't like it when you call them skits. Did, did you see my, I think it's maybe my favorite all-time sketch, the Emma Stone one where she's in a porn video. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she's, like, taking her character very seriously mm-hmm. as, like, the woman who walks in on her cheating yes. husband. It is... Look it up if you haven't seen it. It's I think it's my favorite thing that SNL has ever produced. She's very funny in it. <laughs> very funny. Um. Anyway, that's kind of all I've been watching. What about you? Okay, so we 
watched the finale of Fargo season five, okay. which was a perfect hour of television. Fargo season five, I think, is the best Fargo season so far. To be fair, we skipped three and four. Can I just start at five? Yeah, they're not really connected, especially this one. One and two were connected um, because of like stories between the two. Three and four, I don't think were really connected. And five is just like a completely different story. Oh, OK. Um. So you can absolutely jump in on season five. It's really, really good. Juno Temple was phenomenal in it. Um, John Hamm was phenomenal in it. Everybody was really great in it. Really fun characters to watch and spend time with. Also terrifying. Mm. Um, so we've also been watching Bob's Burgers. Oh, we well, just like turn it on. Great. And it's just like cozy. Yeah. You know, like it's funny, but it's also very sweet. Yeah. The way they treat each other is really lovely and the jokes are funny and um, it's like the perfect like, what should we watch? Let's just turn on Bob's Burgers. It's like a, it's it, it feels like Simpsons comedy, but with more way more heart. Yeah. 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 Um, we've also started the new season of Slow Horses on Apple TV. Okay, you're still watching that. Even though I thought I had canceled Apple TV, turns out I didn't. <laughs> I keep trying to cancel some of our subscriptions and for some reason they like they're like um Jumanji like I can't bury them <laughs> in the sand far enough they just keep showing up. Uh -huh. Um I am committed to canceling Paramount Plus cuz we absolutely never use that one. But uh Apple TV I was like, "Well, you never use why did you get it in the first place?" To watch Frasier. Oh, I use it for Survivor. That's why we have it. Couldn't you watch Survivor like on CBS? Um that's like, I could watch Paramount. it on YouTube TV, right? We don't have YouTube TV. Could well, I not? I wonder if I can't. You can't. You can't so, Paramount Plus has every season of Survivor. I can go watch any, any season. Hey, I mean, sorry. That doesn't mean anything to me. I know. I'm just telling you why I have it. Okay. I, initially, I, I don't need... I'm, I'm happy for you to have as many subscriptions as you need. Thank you. I initially got it for the good fight. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I assume I'll eventually get it again, but mm -hmm. while I'm not using it, I don't need to pay $5 a month. What's your best app? My best? Okay, I actually just wrote a story about this. Oh, for... Did, have you published it? Yeah, it was like a weekend thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm, I am a supporter of your career. I do a lot career. of stories. Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, and I like kind of surveyed parents specifically to oh. see which app was the best to hang on to. Uh -huh. And the consensus was Disney Plus, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Because you can have the Hulu bundle with it. Mm -hmm. So that's probably our most used, the Disney app Hulu bundle, other than YouTube TV. YouTube TV we use a lot. What is YouTube, is YouTube TV the one that you and Steven most use for your own purposes? Like yeah. outside of children yeah. entertainment? Okay. Yeah, and mostly because they it like works like... um Cable. Yes, but also you can like essentially DVR things so you mm -hmm. can like set your library so like I can watch the housewives on that I don't have to wait for peacock the next day. Oh, I can watch it later that night So if you have YouTube TV What apps can you get rid of like can you just get rid of peacock? No, because peacock like content Yeah, there's peacock content. content and if I want to watch all of Vanderpump rules, which you do I do mm -hmm. Actually, I wonder if I could traders. I don't know if traders airs anywhere other than Peacock, are you watching Traders? We're going to start it because of Parvati. It is so fun. Do you like Parvati in it? Yeah. She's, Par Meg, so Parvati is the my favorite survivor of all time. And she, and that is not a hot take. Like most people, yeah, yeah she's the consensus like favorite of, of all time survivor. And so Meg texted me the other day and was like, D you like Parvati, right? 
like, oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, because I remember you like had emailed with her, yeah. corresponded with her we in have, some way. Skylar and I have an unhealthy obsession with her, but okay. we're not the only ones. A lot sure. of people have an unhealthy obsession with Parvati. She's the best. Okay. She's great on the show. Yeah. It's a really fun show. Um, They're all in a castle in Scotland. And is it Alan Cummings? Yeah. I, and I host. also love him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, And it's a bunch of like Bravo celebrities and people from Survivor and a guy from The Bachelor and mm -hmm. Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race. Like just all these different reality TV characters. And it's fun because it shows you how smart you have to be to succeed on reality TV because you have to be like pretty cunning and pretty clever and be able to act well, which is fun because the whole thing is there are three people who are traitors who are slowly killing off. They're called the faithful. Faithful, I think. And then the faithful have to try and guess who the traitors are. It's like mafia, yeah, the mafia. game, mm -hmm. essentially, um, but very elaborate and very dramatic and very fun. Really enjoying the traitors. And you can like watch it while you work. You know, it's not one of those like okay. totally focused. Um, we, we watched Saltburn. Yes. I knew which parts I like clean flicked it for myself. Not really? because I'm like prude, but because I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that in my retina. <laughs> Um, it is silly. It's a silly movie. People hate this movie. I really? don't. Yeah. People have like. Oh, I didn't know that. Malice towards Saltburn. I didn't think it had much to say. However, it is fun. And someone pointed this out to me, actually. It is fun that a female director is directing the kind of movie male directors often direct about females. Like, you can tell it's from a woman's perspective. The way she's shooting, like, Jacob Elordi is very, like... I feel like she's almost intentionally poking fun at male directors who do much of the same thing. Um, I hope that's what she's doing. Otherwise, it's, like, kind of like, oh, this is weird. Like, you have a huge crush on Jacob Elordi, and I think you got so focused on that, you forgot how to make a movie. Mm. Um, it's... I have notes. Like, the way it's written and executed the end there's like an actual villain monologue where i'm like we didn't need this i don't know you could have just like showed us what was going on from the beginning because we know what's going on from the beginning um it's very stylistic rosamund pike is really fun in it jacob Elordi is a beautiful man falls apart but i'm not mad at it what why do people hate it um because when you really step back and like analyze what the message of the movie is the message of the movie is essentially rich people shouldn't let not rich people into their circles because they'll murder them all oh that's very funny okay. it's very funny i kind of think it's like winky i hope it's winky um kudos to emerald Fennell. like everyone's talking about this movie you know she made a movie people are talking about and it's making money and okay. so i think she'll get a chance to make another one okay um, I think that's it. Um, and then we're going to talk about today. The Oscar nominations came out this morning. A very stressful time for us. A very stressful time for us. I actually haven't gone through the list. I'm going to react in real time. I'm here. excited to see you react. In we're going to we're going to list them and we're going to give our reactions, what we think got snubbed, what we're excited to see and so on and so forth. So starting with Best Picture, mm -hmm. the nominees are American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest. Mm -hmm. um, this is May December Erasure. Other than that, it's it, it, yeah. Well, it is. It's also hot take. I think Theater Camp is one of the best movies of the year. 
But that was a tiny movie. That was never going to be on this list. So? Okay, well, I agree. It's a great movie, but I'm, like, not surprised yeah. to not see it here. Um, and Are You There, God? It's Be Margaret Erasure. I know. I, I wish that had come out later in the year. Mm-hmm. I wish it had come out post-Barbie. Mm-hmm. I feel like more people would have seen it. Why? Because why didn't we take that movie seriously? You and I and did. Rachel McAdams. I know we did. I mean, we society. I mean, we Ra- can Rachel McAdams. It's m- maybe my favorite performance of the year. Um, I don't know. I agree. Yet here we are. Um. Otherwise, not a surprise list. Not a surprise list. Um, I'm happy to see Past Lives on there. Me too. I was worried it was gonna get completely forgotten i think past lives has gotten some momentum in the last couple of months i'm seeing a lot more people talk about it again that's good because their press cycle got cut like very short because of the strikes mm-hmm. um so i'm glad that it's picking back up because it is a really it's good terrific. movie um i i'm glad you saw poor things i feel like you can be our poor things ambassador yeah um i th- well you know it's made by the same person who made the favorite and i think i think we're probably going to see the same thing happen this year which is like some people want it for the dark horse, but it's not actually going to win. But probably an acting win. Uh, yeah, I think Emma Stone's probably going to win okay. the the acting award. Uh, I think we need to brace ourselves to see Oppenheimer win Best Picture. I just think we have to brace ourselves for that. Okay. Uh, dark Horses, if it's not Oppenheimer, I think The Holdover still has a chance. I would be so happy with that. And I am not sleeping on Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Especially since France submitted a different movie for international. Interesting. Yeah, because the director said something that made the France officials mad, something political, and so they didn't submit uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. I will see the zone of interest. I'm very interested in seeing this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be a stone-cold bummer, Mm -hmm. but I think it's going to be an important movie. What's it about? It's about a family that lives just outside Auschwitz, a German oh, family that lives just outside Auschwitz. Yeah, okay. And he's like a Nazi official, I believe. Okay. Um, so, that, you know, not going to be a fun time, but people really like this movie and think this movie has a lot of things to say, obviously. Um, shouts to Greta Gerwig, who has made three films and all three of them have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And... This film that she made this year, all three of them have been very profitable. This film that she made this year is one of the highest grossing films of all time. This woman gets to do whatever she wants from now on, right? I believe so, yes. Like, what project would they shoot down? It's like she makes If she made Barbie successful, she can make anything She successful. makes critically acclaimed, profitable movies. How many directors can, can say that? But three out of three it is incredible. It is. Way to go, Greta. We love you. Come mm-hmm. on the pod. <laughs> Best Actor. Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Okay. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, mm. Oppenheimer and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I also am going to see American Fiction. I yeah. failed to mention that last time. I'm kind of holding out for streaming because I don't feel like you need the visuals of a big screen. I feel like it's not that kind of movie. Yeah. Okay. But I've heard great things. Yeah, me too. So. Uh, Paul Giamatti is my favorite on that list, but... I think we're, I think Killian Murphy. Do you say Killian? I've always thought it was Cillian. Am I wrong? I feel like I've heard enough people say Killian. Killian. Uh, I feel like we need to brace ourselves for for Oppenheimer to like sweep a lot of this. Here's what I think about Oppenheimer. I think it's going to do best picture and I think it's going to get a lot of technical awards. I don't think it's going to take the acting. Okay. I could be very wrong. I do think Christopher Nolan will win best director. (sighs) (laughs) It makes me so mad. I do. I think, I think this is Paul Giamatti's really yeah that would make me i would be delighted to see that i would too 
did we talk about this? Do you know who his wife is? Mm. You know the character in uh, You Hurt My Feelings, who is the client of the sister who's looking for the right sconce to put on her wall? Yeah. That's his wife. Oh, interesting. And she's she's so kind of a funny bit, in yeah, that. she's like a I she's like a that guy. Yeah. I've seen and her in so a bunch of beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Best actress. That was such a good movie. I know. And again, I'm like, would have loved to see that. You hurt my list. feelings. Yeah. Like as a screenplay award at least. So I mean, we love it. I've watched it like four times now. I like, watched it twice and I liked it even better the second time. Same. Mostly because I got to stare at Steven the whole time and give him like... <laughs> Remember that one time you critiqued my piece? That was a that that's a movie that is very, very for you and me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. It's like an like AI was like, make a movie for Eli and Meg, <laughs> yeah. and then they made you hurt my feelings. <laughs> Two very sensitive writers <laughs> who are married. Make a movie about them. Yeah. Best actress. Uh Annette Benning and Nyad, Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Huller and Huller, how do you say an Emma? Huller, Huller. Mm. Uh, she's German. Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan for Maestro. Emma Stone for Poor Things. Geez, I don't know between Lily Gladstone and Emma Stone. I I hope it goes to Lily Gladstone. Uh, but also the 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 conversation of today is Margot Robbie snub, especially considering that spoiler alert, Ryan Gosling is going to be on this list. So like. The conversation of the day is we made him we made Barbie about Ken discovering the patriarchy and then Ryan Gosling gets an acting nomination and Margot Robbie does not. Okay, I hate to go all straight white male on Twitter, but whose performance in that movie is more memorable? I agree with you. I'm just saying that's the conversation. Okay, right I get it. I totally get it. But we don't award movies based on their message. Yeah. And I know how idiotic it is to think that this all happens in a vacuum and we live in a meritocracy and we're truly just giving movies their awards for strictly the things they're nominated for yeah margot robbie was a producer of barbie so in a sense she's nominated on this list for best picture i don't think she's better than any of the people on this list i agree with you okay i i am with you on this thank you i appreciate your support as a white man (laughs) best supporting actor sterling k brown for american fiction robert de niro in killers of the flower moon robert downey jr in oppenheimer ryan gosling in barbie and mark ruffalo in poor things i am dismayed to say i think this is going to robert downey jr Mm -hmm. which i didn't even think his part was that important in the movie in fact that was the part of the movie i thought we could just lift out entirely Mm mm-hmm I want I want to see it go to Ryan Gosling because I just I want Barbie to get some attention, which I think it I think it actually will in costume and set design areas. Hopefully, but we'll see. I also thought that Robert De Niro's performance was the best I've ever seen. He's great. Him, yeah, he's he's terrific in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Okay. Best Supporting Actress: Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, Daniel Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple. America Ferreira and Barbie, Jodie Foster in Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph in The Holdovers. I think that this is Divine's. I hope so. I would be so happy with that. Can I say something without everybody getting mad? Uh, I don't know. You can try. <sighs> I have. I was on record at the time. I'm. This is a consistent take. I think America Ferreira was the weakest part of Barbie. 
and she's being nominated here only because she was granted the speech of the movie which is really Greta's it's Greta's it's a writing this is a writing award and I think there were 15 people in that movie who should have been nominated before she did Kate McKinnon for example I liked her I connected with her and Barbie I don't think she's better i think she's probably better than emily blunt if we're being honest okay and my, my other hot take is i love emily blunt i think she's a terrific actress and i think oppenheimer did her no favors i think that movie did her dirty and i do not understand why she's on this list i agree um jodie foster is right now starring in true detective which we're going to talk about and she's phenomenal in it mm-hmm. so there is buzz around jodie foster isn't Jodie Foster like the the youngest award Academy Award winner of all time or something? Is that true? I think so. Or she at least was for a time. I mean, she's a great actor, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. But I do not think she'll win for Nyad. I think that she's going to have a big year at the Emmys next year and Golden Globes. Interesting. Um, best director, Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. Wow. I'm actually surprised to see that there. Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall. Um, I think that this will go to Christopher Nolan. It's Greta Gerwig erasure. It is. For some but reason, I, we're pretending you know, that... It could be a Martin Scorsese, you're late in your career and we love you award. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I feel like it could go to Martin Scorsese if Oppenheimer wins Best Picture. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those two awards are usually different. Yeah. Okay, that's my that's my second dark horse pick is Justine Trier. Okay. International feature film. Is it 10 Capitano? The font on this. What do you think? I don't know. I'm looking. 10? Io? Io? Io Capitano. Okay. Perfect Days from Japan. Oh, that's from Italy. Perfect Days from Japan. Society of the Snow from Spain, which people are really liking and I need to watch. Cool. The Teacher's Lounge from Germany and The Zone of Interest from the United Kingdom. Wow, the French one didn't even get nominated. That's supposed to be like really good too. Interesting. Okay. I think it's Zone of Interest. Okay. I think that's going to win international and yes. Okay. It's it's always weird to me because that's a British film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to me. I don't know. Because did it used to just be foreign language film? I think so, yeah. And is Zone of Interest a foreign language film? Is I it in German? I believe it's in German. I okay. believe. Don't quote me on that. But the uh, it's the same lead actress from Anatomy of a Fall, who is German. Oh, okay. So... An animated feature film, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I would bet my house that it's The Boy and the Heron. Yeah. Which people loved. It's the only one I've really heard about. And people love him. So, adapted screenplay, American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, The Zone of Interest. What is Poor Things from? I, was it a I novel? don't know. I was, I was surprised to see that, too. I think, I think Poor things is the most interesting script on that list that i'm familiar with uh-huh. um but yeah i don't know if it was a book of some sort did you see judd apatow get really mad that barbie was adapted screenplay no but of course it is i know it's based on a judd apatow's property. like throwing a fit about it why because he doesn't think barbie was like 
a source material. What? Uh, yeah. I, the thing is, these are all made up. Like, who cares? Yeah, but I, I just thought, like, if if your script is based on an existing property property in some form, then it's not an original screenplay. That's what I thought. Judd Apatow disagrees with us. All right. Well, sorry, Judd. Original screenplay. Play. Blah. Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall won the Golden Globe, I there's, believe. There's May, December. Yeah, May, December. It could be like the one category that they yeah. awarded for. Pa- uh, past Lives ha- had a great script. The Holdovers had a great script. This is a fun category. It is a fun category. Yeah. I would support any of these except Maestro. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. No, not Maestro. I'm sorry. Hated it. Visual effects. The Creator, Godzilla Minus One, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Mission Impossible, Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part One, Napoleon. Wow! All these are all made-up films. Uh, <laughs> you know, Napoleon was a pretty visually cool film. It was visually very cool. I, I am glad. Poor went out for those horses. I, I feel like most people didn't really like Napoleon. I, maybe I'm more generous to it than the average person. I actually liked it quite a lot. I saw it and immediately forgot it. <laughs> like, yeah. It was okay. like in my brain and then it was out of it. Yeah. But I have fond memories of the experience. Okay. Original score, American fiction, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. I do remember sitting in the theater watching Killers of the Flower Moon and thinking the score is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is a very thematically in sync with the movie. Mm-hmm. and gripping okay oppenheimer is just the same like <laughs> i don't even remember <laughs> all of christopher nolan's Ugh. movies Can you imagine if you had to go watch that movie again i am gonna give it a second chance on peacock you but are. i'm gonna like take Break breaks it up. Yeah. yeah play my crossword mm-hmm. original song it never went away from american symphony not a real movie i'm just ken from barbie yeah what was i made for from barbie the Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. What? Oh, I'm so sorry I think... if I pronounce this next one wrong. Oh. Wazaze, a song from my people from Killers of the Flower Moon. I think this is going to be a Barbie category. I feel like I'm Just Ken has been such a cultural phenomenon in the last six months. Yeah. I do like What Was I Made For. Um, I don't even, rem- even remember that song. It's like, what was I made for? Billie Eilish. They okay. sing it like when she's meeting Ruth. Oh, okay. Documentary feature film. Oh, I, this first one, I am trying to brace myself to watch. I think it's going to be a tough watch. Yeah. 20 Days in Maripol. Maripol, yeah. Which, Ukraine. That's good. Yeah, that's going to be a tough watch. Bobby Wine, The People's President. Okay. The Eternal Memory. Four Daughters, To Kill a Tiger is, I believe, wait, To Kill a Tiger is from the director who's currently directing True Detective Season 4. Okay. Unless I'm getting that wrong, but I'm pretty confident. Cinematography, El Conde, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's going to be my guess on this. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Costume design. Barbie. Killers of the Flower Moon. Napoleon. Oppenheimer. Poor Things. You tell me about the costume design and Poor Things. Very cool. People love it. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very um, whimsical and odd. Very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, I, I think this is a, a poor things category or a Barbie category. I mean, Barbie is a costume movie. Um, Napoleon was pretty cool too. Why is Oppenheimer in here? Uh, okay, sure. Because suits and hats. We just love Oppenheimer, apparently. We do love Oppenheimer. Animated short film, Letter to a Pig, 95 Are you reading senses. these? Are you really going to read these? Yeah. Okay. People come to Hive Mind for <laughs> thorough information, Eli. <laughs> okay. Accuracy. All right. Good. Pachyderm. War is over. Inspired by the music of John and Yoko. Yikes. <laughs> I have no opinions on these. A live action short film. The app, do, I like that people think like John and Yoko had like a very happy, harmonious marriage. People think that? Some. Okay. Whoever made the war is overdue. <laughs> Live action short film. The After. Invincible. Night of Fortune. Red, White, and Blue. The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. All right. Mm -hmm. Documentary short film. The ABCs of book banning. Title alone, I think that could take it. Mm -hmm. The Barber of Little Rock. Island in Between. The Last Repair Shop. Nai Nai and Wai Pao. I'm so sorry. Okay. Film editing. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Pay attention. <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall. The Holdovers. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oppenheimer. Poor Things. I, I don't feel like I ever fully understand what the editing I mean, category actually is. Oppenheimer has the most editing because they're splicing those timelines. They are in mm. and out. It's black and white. It's mm -hmm. color. You're which, in the Senate. You're you're in New which, Mexico. If a, you're if, in Japan. If a woman does it like in uh, Little Women, that's a bad thing. But if a man does it like in Oppenheimer, <laughs> you, he's brilliant. Do you mean to tell me there's a double standard? I, in the filmmaking listen, industry? Meg, I've been looking into this lately, and I think there might be. <laughs> Do you mean to tell me there is some sexism in Hollywood? <laughs> Not just Hollywood, Meg. Hold the press. I actually think it might be a societal problem. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Sound. The Creator. Maestro. Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning Part 1. That is too long of a title. This Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. The Zone of Interest. This is going to be an Oppenheimer category. Yeah, I would be fine with that, honestly. Me too. Sound cool very cool production design barbie killers of the flower moon napoleon oppenheimer poor things i mean that's gotta be barbie they built I, those I think, sets i think it i think it, it could be barbie i honestly i think napoleon would be deserving here okay you like the poor things design poor, too poor things was very it was very cool i think i t i said on this podcast it feels like it belongs in the same universe as like Wonka. It's yeah, just kind of bizarro and colorful. Um, they they have this version of Paris in the film that I can't stop thinking about. That just kind of looks like kind of like what Paris actually looks like, but a cartoonish version of it. That's very fun. I love that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then final category is makeup and hairstyling. Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Society of the Snow. I'm going Poor Things on that one. Yeah, me too. I don't know when the actual awards are. This article is not telling me when the actual awards are, but I need to see Zone of Interest and American Fiction before that. What's your assignment? You're um, going to watch those documentaries? I am going to watch the documentaries. I have three films on the best picture list that I still need to see. Okay. Zone of Interest, uh, Anatomy of the Fall, and the... What's the writer one? American fiction. American fiction. Um, Zone of, or Anatomy of a Fall, you can stream. March 10th. March 10th. Okay, okay. We got like six weeks. Yeah, we got we a got hustle. We got eight weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks. We got a hustle. Okay. And then I'm going to watch all the documentaries. And I always, I like watching all the shorts because you can knock them out in an evening. 
Great. Um, are you going to watch Iron Claw? Yes, I am absolutely going to. I'm excited to watch it. It's just that it's not streaming yet. Yeah. And it's hard to get old Eli to a theater. You know are what we, I mean? Are we doing that for next week or do you want to wait till it's streaming? Um, let's talk offline. We'll talk offline. But we will be talking about True Detective on the bonus feed later this week once Eli figures out how to log HBO. into his HBO account yeah. or use mine. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, stay tuned for mine and Emily's recap of the third night of Real Houses of Salt Lake City reunion. Third and final night. Three. Gonna be big. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.